Welcome to the Grow Your Business podcast. Listen in as we discuss all things business, growth, and marketing with business owners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs. And now, here's your host, founder of Roundhouse, the creative agency, Saul Edmonds. Oh, hi, everyone, and welcome to the Grow Your Business podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Ben Hirons from June North around the topic, the power of paid search online. Ben, how are you today? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for asking. Oh, thank you for thanking me. <laughs> well, that's, that's we could go on for hours with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could. That's very formal, but we're not going to because we'll get stuck in a loop if we keep doing that. Um, so, Ben, it's awesome to have you on. Thanks so much. Um, I'll get before we get start chatting around this topic. Just uh, for people who don't know you, which uh, may be many people. <laughs> it's um, like it's most of the world. Considering you're not a, a, a super famous person, although famous in your own right, um, just let everyone know about like yeah, who you are, business. Um, Ben's from June North, so feel free to tell everyone about June North and anything else that you'd like to outline. Sure. Uh, it's a big open question. Um, Due North uh, is a, like a, a marketing agency, a, a digital marketing to be more precise. And I guess really at our core is, is search marketing. So how do you use Mr. Google and your website to, to drive business growth? Uh, we're a smallish team of, of eight people. Um, I guess one of our uh, things we held they had on is, is it senior team though? So sort of youngest guys, 34, 35 in the team. Uh, so everybody's got that 20 years plus uh, marketing experience. Most of us have had our own business in different shapes and formats. So we kind of get... Uh, business and marketing, uh, which which brings a, a bit of a different light to who we are. Um, this is our fifth business over 18 years. So we've we've been uh, we started in the payment space. We basically took CBAs, transactional banking products, put our logo on them, and sold them to small business. So we did that for 10 years. We had a team of sort of 35 staff up and down the Eastern Seaboard as a, at our peak. Uh, 22,000 customers. Um, so we just got really good at marketing and sales. Um, and that's really what uh, self-taught um, a few evolutions is where, where sort of Gino is, is today. Um, as, a, as a person, uh, got a, married to an awesome uh, lady called Sylvia, two great kids, 10 and 12. Just got a dog pre-corona, uh, bought a house a couple of months ago. So it's at 2.3, live in the suburbs, uh, living the dream, <laughs> living the dream. Uh, as you can tell by uh, where I'm actually seated. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, looking love the outdoors. So it's a, a lot of hobbies of camping and hiking and bike riding uh, anywhere away from civilization. Was was the this is something I don't think I've ever like we've I've known each other for, other for a little while, but I don't think I've ever actually asked you this. It was about like the um, like I, I have a, a general idea of why you call June North, June North. But if you'd like to tell everyone about that, but is there like some of that passion, I guess, for the outdoors that I know you have, has that like for the, the visuals and the way you guys present yourself, did that have some initial influence on that? Uh, you got to say yes. Um, where it came from, basically paying a, a branding company 25 grand to, to, to build it for us. <laughs> uh, and obviously just, I guess, part of that process was the, the naming process they took us through um and that's where they really pulled out i guess yeah my love of the outdoors and 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 those sort of concepts and i guess for me personally it fits really well into our business you know our business is is a journey it's not it's not just uh, it's very little about the destination but it's about you know what's let's plan the journey how are we going to navigate it and we did some road mines um a landmines uh, road bumps speed bumps uh what are the the all the pieces to the puzzle that have got to go into it. And yeah, so it's, it's very much a part of who I am at, at my core. Um, and it's, it's slotted in really well to, to my business's life as well. So it's, um, yeah. it's kind of yeah, ticked sure. all those I mean, boxes. Like the navigation aspect of it too, that's always something that's, I think actually works really well because I think the first time when we sort of met, that was actually being being people who work in that sort of space too, like in, like in, in, in our industry, but then in branding too, I was like, yeah, I get that. So it obviously works really well. You know, it's that idea because due north is, I suppose, whilst people don't always like they have a general understanding of what what that represents and, you know, it says navigation straight away. And I'm your logo obviously too is, is, is that like that relates to that as well. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's all, you know, it's all about heading forward, heading that, that northern direction. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's uh, some guys in far north Queensland. I can't remember their names, but it's uh, uh, they've basically got this quote: "If you're not going north, you're going nowhere," <laughs> which, uh, <laughs> which I really liked. <laughs> yeah, which which is in some ways kind of not even about specifically going north, but it's about specifically going somewhere. You know, it's like in, having in it's a like posi- having, positive direction. Yeah, it's like having a a target. You know, and obviously then for you guys to, um, you know, to help them help them kind of go there. Yeah. So what what's um because you guys have described yourself as, uh, or do you still des- describe yourself as a crack team as well? Yeah, yeah, look, yeah. At, absolutely. Um, so once again, coming back to the, the small group that we are, is they're just, um, they're an amazing bunch. So I think I sort of last count over my 18, 17 years of business, we've probably employed over 300 odd people, we've probably hired 20, 25 different consultants and experts. And and it's the first time in my life that I'm super proud of, of the team I've got. So they're just, they're all individually really good at what they do. They work really well together. They feed off each other and bounce off each other. And, and as I said, they're sort of, they've all got that 20 plus years experience, which, which just brings a, an amazing ability to get the job done. Um, so that this, uh, don't have to manage them at all. Uh, they um, do what they're supposed to do. They bring initiative. So they're, um, yeah, it's a, absolutely a crack team. Yeah, I suppose, like, I, I would imagine, too, that um, this might be obvious to some people listening to, but especially given that you're, you're in this space and having quite quite clearly, like, a good understanding of and, and like, a, a lot of experience in other other businesses, not only in this, in this space, gives you, um, I would imagine, like, a, a completely different insight than into specifically what you're doing for other other businesses, you know, as, as opposed to like, you know, like our, our industry, like the marketing industry and design and branding is, is filled. I guess many industries are with, with people who are very new to it, who don't have a wealth of experience that, that adds, um, that adds like a lot of extra weight and, you know, insight into what you can do like for other businesses. Oh yeah, absolutely, wholeheartedly. And looking, I guess it's kind of been it's been a deliberate proposition as well. So once again, coming back to when we used to sit on the other side, when we were the client and we were looking for agencies. So I'll never forget our. I think it was the second SEO company we ever employed. Um, uh, two months into the experience, we were assigned account manager that would have been twenty three. Um, and I remember our second monthly meeting. Um, she's taking me through the what they're doing in the monthly report, and then she's saying, well, here's the keywords we've got to focus on. And one of them wasn't even a product we offered, but she's gone, you've got to focus on it because of the search volumes. And I've gone, but that's not, we don't have that product. And she went on for half an hour. Um, and at the end of the phone call, I'm up, I've gone, I'm now dumber than when I started this conversation 45 minutes ago. So it was it's those sort of experiences of dealing with a business owner, dealing with a 23-year-old account manager that has no worldly experience. Just, you know, it doesn't work. Um, your marketing people need to be able to talk business to you, understand the practicalities of it, the limitations, uh, they need to be able to get stuff done. I guess that was the other proposition is um, having people that can actually do the doing on the phone call versus, you know, it gets taken by the account manager through the production manager through to the senior and then down to the junior and then it goes through four hands before it gets done. It takes too long. It costs too much. So it's been a, it's, um, it's been a deliberate model that's, that's working really well. And you play the game of uh, Chinese whispers then, don't you? You know, Correct. Of, of go, which is uh, when you say it like that, when you say it in that context of Chinese whispers, it always sounds like a fun game that'll end in something like quirky and like strange happening. <laughs> but in the business world, it's just a pain in the ass. It's just like, yep. you know, well, that ends up to, you know, confusion, bad results, people not being happy with the service. And <laughs> it's yep. not the yep. fun game of like Chinese whispers at all. It's, no. yeah, it's the opposite. But like, it's so. It's so uh, like I sometimes reflect on that, and you know, I don't know what you think about this, but like I sometimes reflect on, on the fact that that simple, that like very simple idea, is kind of at the heart of so many other things. Like just that, just that simple, you know. I like the example you gave, like the thing about somebody talking to you like for half an hour about something that's completely not relevant, just automatically we see that time and time again about just things being relevant, but people taking the time 
just to understand what is relevant. You know, like that at the heart of it, like everything else after that kind of doesn't work. You know, you could be the most, like she could have been the most um, amazing person at her job. And she may have been, she may have been like really good at certain things. But if you don't take the time to just have that simple understanding, which like maybe that comes from experience or just like simple listening or willingness to go, what is it that you want? And then if you're not sure, just ask more questions and just, you know, be sure yep. everything else after that just falls in a big pile. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think we're all kind of guilty of that sometimes when you're talking to somebody you think's a bit smarter than you, you, you won't oh, right, drill yeah. down and ask questions. So, so you learn that the hard way over time. So once again, I think that's the, as, as, uh, things as you grow older, uh, you, you certainly learn more and more about that. And it was interesting. I was reading uh, a book past couple of days called Deep Work by Carl Samira. I can't remember his name. Um, but in there, there's, there's a story about with some consultants that are going into Oracle. Oracle? Anyway, one of the, one of the big US so, uh, software IT companies. Mm. It was Intel. Um, and uh, the CEO cuts them off halfway through the presentation or the discussion or something, and he goes, we all know what to do, but none of us know how to do it, right? So it's that kind of concept that a lot of people have this overview and idea of what it is that needs doing, but actually how to do it and how to do it really well is, is where people fall short time and time again. Um, I, I see it. I see it sometimes almost like the missing link. I mean, when people talk about the missing link in, in like, you know, human evolution. And sometimes I've actually thought of that, kind of point there's that point in between where people know like most people in their own business uh, you know for the most part they're experts and they do like they know what to do they know that they've had experience especially if they've been in business over 20 years they generally know what to do because otherwise they probably would have like failed a business a long time ago but then when it comes to that other part then they don't know that missing link in between knowing and doing there's this bit in between where um, you know, to some extent, the skill to may, maybe to bridge that is some level of translation. Like even between two people, uh, two people that both speak English, you know, I think it sometimes be a very large communication gap. Even when everyone thinks they're being clear, there's this kind of like way to understand, which I think maybe gets back then to understanding again or a willingness, you know, to try to bridge that gap because sometimes that can be hard you know if there's yep. cultural barriers experience barriers like like you name it and then look uh, this i think uh, I mean, you're spot on the mark and there's, there's just numerous aspects that go into it. people try and shortcut the process they try and outsource it they'll do it's kind of like they'll do whatever they can not to do it <laughs> versus actually just you know what yeah go and, go and do it well it's, and it's uh, not yeah, and it's, it's not really then intentional turn then you of of course i mean i i still kind of marvel and and sort of try to try to laugh about it even though there's frustration or try to remind myself that you know if i've got a preconceived idea about what i think should happen which like i'm i'm free to admit that i do all the time like i'm i'm always you know i would like something to happen a certain way someone doesn't understand it there must be something wrong with that instead of like trying to remember that it's probably not the case because most people don't go out to, you know, to sabotage processes. They just don't. No. no. They're just there. They don't understand. So if they don't understand, like it's probably our job to help them understand, you know, or, or to, you know, to go or just to work out why. And it could be you, like it could be just not explaining it very well or, you know, there's any any number of reasons, but it kind of getting back maybe to that same point of uh, even a willingness to do it more and not be and be a bit more patient. You know, I suppose sure. because that's you know because everyone's rush, 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 and yep. having to get things done. But um, so with June North, like, what is what's been the um, I guess maybe the evolution of where you you were where you've come to now with a um an emphasis or like the role that that you guys have um for paid search like for clients where do you see that like how how important is is that for what you present to other people 
Um, I guess we'll kind of, I'll take you through a few, few points to that. So look, I guess it's probably, this is going to be a made up statistic, but for about probably 90, 90, 95% of businesses, search is really important in driving revenue. So both short term and long term um, for, and more so for obviously different industries. So if you're a plumber, it's really important. Um, if you're an accountant, it might be 80% important or what, what and so once again, I'm kind of just throwing some figures in there, but ultimately uh, it's the virtual real estate of, of today's world is so that the more real estate that you can own on the monopoly board, uh, the better it is for you. So, um, so to that extent is, is we see it as a vital component of, of business. Um, and I guess that also sort of lends itself to, um, it's probably 18 months ago or two years ago, a good, good acquaintance of mine in Brisbane called Paul was looking to sell his, his business. Um, he'd spent sort of 15 or 20 years building it up. Um, and, and after meeting with a few um, advisors, ultimately the value of a business is broken down into two core factors, right? One is your ability to get customers and, and obviously uh, nurture those customers, long-term relationships. And then the ultimate, the other components, obviously the uh, profitability of how you fulfill for those customers. So they're, they're the two core components and, and really marketing is all about that first component. So in, once again, in our book, it's, it's the most important asset in your business is, is your marketing assets because um, it drives customers, which drives the value of business long-term. Um, so in terms of importance, um, for us is marketing is obviously number one priority and search is the number one priority of, of marketing. So that's sort of where we see it in terms of importance and it's both paid and organic. So this concept of doing one and not doing the other um, in our book isn't, doesn't work, right? So you need to be doing both because they're both real estate that you need to own because if you're not doing one, the other people are. So it's really how you get as much real estate on that first page as you can by being ethical about it. So there's still people that are doing really dodgy shit with their, um, with their marketing and their SEO and that sort of stuff, which, which we're obviously not, not big uh, fans of. Um, but it's really not how do you grow your results, your organic listings, your paid search results, so that your marketing's better so it produces long-term assets. Mm. So that's sort of the importance of it. And I guess our, our evolution of getting to where we've got to, unfortunately, a lot of the time has been the hard way. <laughs> right? So <laughs> I remember... Um, so just from our evolutionary purpose, we were one of the 2004, I think it was, we were one of the first companies in Australia to use salesforce.com back in the day when it first came out. Um, mm. We stumbled into Mr. Google in 2005, about September. Um, we're just uh, getting heavily into obviously that, that first business doing outbound sales. I Googled a competitor name uh, to find out who they are were and what they were doing because we, we got a quote that was better than ours. Um, and that's when I saw the little AD. I think all oh, that was highlighted back in the day. Mm. I've gone, oh, what's that? Why aren't we there? Um, so half an hour <laughs> later, um, we had an ad that I just built and uh, up and running. Uh, and, and the next day, nothing happened. <laughs> I've got oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next day we got a lead through, which which we closed that we made six hundred bucks, and it cost me about. I think back then it was about $7. So I've gone, oh, this, this is awesome. Let's do more of this. Um, so next, we spent the next couple of months getting better and better ourselves at it. And then I think we got up to about 15 grand in revenue uh, that fourth month, give or take. And I thought there's got to be better people out there that can do this than, than us. So we did what we did. We, what everybody does, we Googled um, AdWords agency or company or something, whatever it was, and mm. looked at 10 websites, phone interviewed five, physically interviewed three, and... Um, chose the one we thought was, was going to give us the, the best outcomes and results. Uh, and we launched and then month one, we were down 10%. So yeah, so guys, what's going on? Um, why are we going backwards? Um, it goes, oh, we're, we're learning, we're getting data through. This is just going to take some time. And um, you go, okay, you, you kind of buy it. You, uh, month two, we're down 15%. Same questions, same answers. Month three, we're down 25%. So I've gone, guys, this is a bit ridiculous. So uh, we sacked them and within sort of two months, we were back to, um, sorry, within two weeks, we were back to the same levels we were pre, pre-using them. So it was just, I guess, using that, as a basis is that you treat the management of paid search and Google ads very differently when you're spending your own money. And I guess that's the sort of the aspect that we've brought to it. So over the years we've, we've spent just over $2 million of, of my own money on, on Google ads um, because it, of, the, of how you can model it to produce the returns you need. Um, but you, once again, as I said, you bring a very different perspective that every single dollar is really important. And you know, we need to maximize and optimize every, every spend that it, 
produces an outcome for your business. And ultimately, how you build a variable cost model. So you know what, I'm spending 10 bucks on Google Ads, I'm making 100, let's spend 20 to make 200, let's spend 1,000 to make 10,000. And you, you make sure you've got the variable cost model set up and then you scale it. So it becomes a, a really important component of your marketing game. Yeah, yeah. I think the thing that like in, in some of our conversations that we've had to just around these sort of subjects, it's, um, it's kind of always been highlighted to me that, that your, your approach is quite, quite clearly informed by a different level of experience, especially in, in the sense of what you were just talking about. The thing that like you, you know, we've had a lot of experience also with other SEO people, other people in our industry, even just on a conversational level or actually working with people too over many years and, and, you know, seeing and hearing people's opinions on why things work or what, what their emphasis even is like that, what you were saying before about just that, that core understanding of how you, you should really approach it by going, what's your return on investment going to be if you spend X amount, if you want to achieve this, then you should be spending this makes a lot of sense when you talk like that to people because that's that's how you know other things in business work but that's hardly ever I, this is a bit of a broad brush to paint but it has always seemed to me that that's hardly ever the way that is talked about like it's it's actually not really spoken about like that um you know like hardly at all it's always it's always about like some other aspect of it which is still relevant um, but once again, getting back to that core idea that you want to achieve something, we know a good way to do that is to spend this amount and then you can do it. And then if you're happy with like, the profit that you make or the return on investment, then great, that's good. You know, isn't that what you wanted to achieve? Yes. So, you know, then it's happy days. But if you don't, if you don't have that conversation, then, you know, it's, it, it's, it becomes, you can understand why it becomes, I suppose, very frustrating and confusing. Like you obviously had that experience too. There's a, with that first person was like, it's going down. And so then finally, like at what point when that was happening, did you, did you, was it like a long time after the fact that you then um, realized then why what they were doing was actually going down or was it um, sooner? Um, Once again, you're going to push my memory a little bit because it's a while ago. Um, It's it's just what you learn, right? So you you head down this path um, and you choose some people. uh, You also realize really quickly how important good people are. That's that's probably for another podcast. Um, Mm. But you don't, the only way you really learn is once again, is making mistakes, right? And yeah, that's totally. failure or being uncomfortable uh, um, or being shown what you need to be doing. So, so through all that is, is I guess, and by way of background as well as I'm an engineer, right? So I'm very methodical and analytical. Um, and the beauty of, once again, of the digital space is you get access to all that data. Um, so this first mob we used for Google Ads um, uh, over put some really some other software on top of Google ads as a platform. And then they're obviously taking a cut of it. So the amount of data I could get from that system was less than what you can when you use Google ads directly. Oh, I think uh, I know who you're talking about actually. Yeah. But well, yeah. there's, there's a few that used to do this. Yeah, um, yeah. But so when I was asking for the data, they couldn't give it to me. And so, you know what, then it becomes the rule is I need the data. So if I can't get the data, I have no interest in working with people because it tells us what's working, what's not working. But um, I I don't know why most Google Ads companies and people still don't use the data. It it is fascinating. So we just, I reckon 80% of the leads we speak to, um, that they're not tracking all the leads and outcomes to a business. They're still, they're still not to this day. It is fascinating but it's still not an outcomes-driven well, campaign versus... Isn't that where it's all... That's why, I mean, like, that's... <laughs> I've been doing this for a long time too, but that uh, that's kind of astounding to me. I'm, I mean, I know people don't use tools properly, but that's kind of one of the key aspects, like, if, if not one of the key powers of 
the whole reason for doing it is is which was going to be like a you know a a further question i was going to ask you is sort of an associated topic about the power of business analytics just in general then too that you can get from like the data and even from like outside of leads which is why you're doing it in the first place but even then as a business analytics tool for understanding other things it's like top you know it's it's it incredibly useful oh um, it's it, it is everything it is so important to do but um i just uh i think i'm not sure what happens and it'd be a, this would be a fascinating study but i think a couple of things happen um, over people's time so one is that some of them are technically competent from a execution perspective but really lack that business now in terms of what it is so they might know that this is how we do this is how you do keyword research or this is what um budget allocation should be or this is what um what it is but they're not there's a very disconnect to this keyword has generated 42 inquiries for us versus this keywords generated none right Therefore, we shouldn't be either there's something going wrong with that keyword that's generating none or we've got to get rid of it. So that there's a disconnect in the level of detail as well as the outcomes to a business. Um, but it's also, so I tried this marketing gimmick last year of um, being proudly not Google certified, right? So um, I've set the Google tests and done their course and they are atrocious. So they mean well and they give you an okay idea. Yep. But in terms of um, good campaign management to outcomes of your business, they're, they're pretty woeful. Um, when you get a, tell me when you've got a Google Ads account as well as you'll get assigned an account manager from time to time from Mr. Google that he'll, he or she will call you up. Generally, they've historically been based in India to say, oh, let's run through your account so I can help you improve things. Yeah, happens um, every week for me. Yeah, we, we, I, I just <laughs> kept a, I kept a running tally of what their recommendations were. Yeah. Um, uh, first, I don't know, it was about a four or five month period. Over ninety percent of their recommendations was to increase bids across the board. That was their recommendation uh, for ninety percent of the time. And you're going, you know, yeah. that, that's, well, that's good are, for you. Well, they are running their own business too, aren't they? Uh, correct, but that's good yeah. for you, but it's not good for anybody else. <laughs> no, um, no, that's right. I mean, that's the deal, isn't it? Is is yeah. is that I, I've I've always always said like, and yeah, because for the most part we don't do, um, yeah, what you're doing. We what, what you know talk to people about it and generally people have a conversation I mean, and then refer them over to people like yourself. But then, you know, whenever people occasionally clients will go, I had this call from, you know, I think it's Google and it always, that's their problem too, is they always don't actually sound like Google and they always like sound like a person who's trying to pretend to be Google, which is a problem in itself, which they'll have to do. Quite a few of those. Yeah, yeah, they'll have to deal with, but that yep. sort of muddies the waters, but that's their issue. But then they go and, and they said to do this, what should I do? And I, and I said, I generally, I don't know. I don't know what they're saying, but I would say don't do it because, you know, for the most part, they're going to be, you know, they want you to use it more, which isn't necessarily the right thing. Before you start doing more, start thinking about what you're doing and then, you know, get, advice have a strategy work out don't just you know do what your mate next door says or what you think you should rank for because you know with all due respect you know in the business you know um mentally who that is but it's not necessarily going to translate into keywords in fact it might be it might sound like the perfect keyword but it might have like five people looking at it every month which is going to be useless Correct. And, you know, and then because ultimately, like you would know, as as the you know the um, engineer-minded sort of person, it's like a numbers game. You know, it's like you get if you get you know ten, ten people. So or even if you had like a hundred people searching for your month, um, every, every month, and you want to achieve a certain goal, but your conversion rate is like whatever, you know, 15, 20% out of a hundred people to get to your site. Then by the time they contact you, then by the time they, you know, uh, perhaps convert, that might be five people, which may be like a quarter of what your goal is. 
and therefore it's probably not a good keyword, you know? And so just like the, all, all that simple numbers stuff is, is kind of, you know, is also that missing link too. It's kind of in between good intentions, general idea, and then outcomes is uh, there's like this big area in between of analysis that, that is really missing. Look, you spot on the mark. Um, yeah. It's uh, look, another fascinating thing that's coming out of Google at the moment is they've got a real push for automated bidding strategy, um, which, <laughs> oh and so they're saying it's, it's the, and look, a lot of people also push this is to put all clients onto this automated bidding. So you don't need to do it. So it's obviously from an agency perspective, it makes your life easier. Yeah. Um, but we've never, ever, ever seen it work. We've tried it oh, hundreds of times. But, but here's the thing I don't get, right? So it's an auction system. So you've got 10 people that are bidding or 10 companies are bidding on one keyword and they're all on automated bidding. What happens? Everything just goes up. So it, um, it's fascinating that, that, that that's a proposition um, that allows from a company that obviously manages and runs it all is that's kind of collusion, right? So it's saying <laughs> Jim's plumbing is going to, increase bids on Bob's plumbing. So Bob's plumbing is going to increase bids so that Bruce's plumbing can increase bids. So back to Jim's plumbing's increasing bids. So all it's doing is just everybody's yeah. bids are going up. It's uh, it's, it's, it's fascinating. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a fantastic business model for Google. It's also, awesome. <laughs> it's like, yeah, if I was Google, it'd be like high-fiving every minute, you know, but like the fact is too, is that if you took the same, the same approach, like I sold something on, eBay today, which made me happy. I sold the squash racket. So, but if I was the person buying and if it was in a auction system, like is, is that person going to be completely cool with the fact that they'll, you know, if somebody else bids, you know, $45 then $55 that they're just going to be absolutely fine with the fact that they'll just automatically add another $10 every time on top of that. Probably not because but they still want something it's still the same principle is that you're wanting something i mean the outcome of course isn't isn't the same you aren't getting then a product but you're going to get an opportunity to you know to get you're still wanting to get something out of it and and so the principle's the same but like the willingness to do that on one hand is you know is kind of uh fine when it's delivered in like the sales pitch like that and yeah i mean it is like i i would i'm exactly the same i wouldn't yeah if anyone said would i turn this up please don't do that like don't if uh, i'm gonna do adwords myself one please don't do that like (laughs) please don't do that because one it's gonna give you know it's gonna like yeah you might get lucky and and some people do and then they don't understand why and they're like i'm an expert but like go to Ben, get some sound advice and then at least you'll have like something to measure against instead of like drifting into the ether and, and kind of, you know, seeing, seeing what happens and then getting disappointed and then like, you know, blaming the internet for it. And then, you know, (laughs) blaming like, well, um, I mean, blaming all things technical, which is um, not good for anyone mainly for the business, but <laughs> you know, your money. it's not good for everyone's I'm sort of reputation, but you know, so as I'm just getting back to, I guess like other, like when you're talking to clients and you're talking to them about then their business as, as a whole too, and you're using these tools for SEO and, and or um, uh, Google ads, like to, to sort of help them get leads, but then to analyze their business, what sort of things do I know it's different from business to business, but what's what sort of things do you talk to them about in terms of it being a business analytics tool as well? So I think probably the two, and there's probably two big things um, that always like, we, we really want to focus on at the start and get right. And I guess the first one's uh, it's a word I hate, which is really the strategy component, but it's traditional marketing strategy. And I think this is once again, We've mentioned gaps a few times, and I think this is one of the bigger ones with a di- today's digital marketing agencies. They're actually a digital agency. They do very little marketing. 
Um, mm. So ultimately, the strategy component is really all about who are we selling what to and how are we going to find more of them, right? Um, mm. Who's target audience? Um, people are still, the vast majority of companies still don't have a clarity around who as their ideal clients. Um, uh, and the, one of the bigger missing pieces is that value proposition. So from a, and we're not, can't be, it's not features and benefits. It's, you know, what's that a real emotion, real emotional connection that somebody's going to have with your business? Yeah. What is that? And how do we then bring that to life through digital channels? And, and the final piece to that puzzle is obviously the journey, right? So bearing up target audience and value proposition, how are we adding that value at every part of a, a potential client and client customers interaction with your business. So the, the ads in the Google ads, how, what's the value you're communicating there when they come through the landing page, what value are they getting? Um, what's the social proof they need to see because we've identified their pain points um, in the target audience, right? So what's the journey they need to go on? What's the information they're going to find really engaging? When that phone rings, what should you be saying to making sure they're getting some value from it and you're addressing their pain points? So that all, that cuts that when the theory or the, the strategy side of the equation is really missing. The, the current digital marketing companies, a strategy is all about choosing some keywords or it's about getting a landing page designed or set up. Um, that's not strategy. Strategy is all about that the, the customer side of the equation and then it's how you bring it to life to the execution. Um, and you need to underpin that with the analytics, right? So you need to know that what's working and what's not and what do we do more of and how do we fix what's not working. Um, yeah. So that, yeah, I mean, the thing is too is, is that yeah, when when – we're talking about this in this particular way it's it it always um it always sounds and it is like the common sense way to approach it why why wouldn't you do it like that you know it's like sort of saying why wouldn't you um you know in in some ways i've had this experience over many years like when we've had clients who have a, a business mentor a business coach and then there's like a marketing team and then there's us. Why wouldn't, you know, it makes so much sense for everyone to kind of talk to each other and go and talk about like the value proposition and talking. So everyone's kind of on completely the same page about every aspect of it because, but then it's usually not the case. And then, and I think that's sometimes because it, you know, it just organically happens like that because the client is choosing like who's, who's working and they choose not to have everyone talking together or, or people don't get along or it's not a part, or I think probably the bigger picture my, my theory is that like the bigger picture is that most people kind of just want to keep fairly insular and they want to do their own thing and they're not, you know, there's no real, you know, um, obvious benefit to them doing that except for helping the client out. So most people don't, they're like, yeah, whatever, you know, just kind of, um, it's not, it's, it's not a big emphasis, but there's so many benefits to doing it. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a couple of things about, it. I think it's a, it's a concept of common sense is not all that common. <laughs> it's one of those, <laughs> those famous quotes. Um, and I, look, I think the other thing, and, and we, once again, we learned this the hard way. Um, prior to June North, we had another, um, digital marketing company that I would classify as uh, the current was a standard digital marketing company. And uh, for some reason, um, marketing has got very product specific. So you'll have one company that does your SEO. You'll have one company that does your Google ads. You'll have one person, one company that does your website. You'll have a marketing coordinator. Um, and it's that disparity is that nobody's on the same page mm. that, nobody has a clear understanding of what that value proposition is or the, the business owner does, but it's not communicated well. So once again, it's said, you know, how do you build a whole system that's always communicating the same and right messages in the right process so that it's all cohesive. The concept of everything works better when it works together. Mm. Um, that one plus one equals five kind of concept. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it ties in like, you know, just it's, it's a, uh, a perfect symbiotic relationship with then everything that like a brand agency would usually talk about as well with consistency equals trust. And I mean, but then that's, that often doesn't, you know, from once again, if we're talking about gaps in communication and a process, you might have, you know, then an agency that does that 
but then uh, the client either then hands it over then to the marketing agency and everything that was learned from that is either you know kind of ignored or just um, or just not passed on in the right way or people don't chat to each other and sometimes it's just as simple as hey we've been doing this and you know but then I mean sometimes brand guidelines too and then from your end you know some of the branding even though you're not a brand agency it's funny because like a, a lot of if you if if you took i think in some essence some of what you're saying out of out of context you'd be like is that guy from a brand agency because like everything that you're talking about and it is i mean like i'm 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 sort of serious because like you the the language and things you're talking about aren't I think what a lot of people would commonly associate with just, you know, that particular service that you're talking about, because it's not, it's not commonly discussed, but once again, common sense, (laughs) strategic and you know, things that you need to get all your ducks in a row and you get all this stuff and it makes everyone's life easier. It's nice and clear and everyone's cool with it. And then, you know, things work better. You know, there's like yeah. yeah, having having a good machine that runs well. There's all its parts work nicely and it's well oiled up and so forth. I don't know anything about cars, by the way, but I'm sure that's how they work. <laughs> just to speak with confidence, and people believe that you uh, know a lot. <laughs> well, that is how cars work. Oh, well, actually, <laughs> not really modern cars. They're like huge computers, but you know, generally cars and sure. people. Yep. It keeps the water. Yeah. Um, so just in the. Um, <coughs> Like, how would you, I would just be interested also to know, Ben, like it, when there's that idea to, especially with things like AdWords and SEO, and we're talking about a lot of data and information, how do you guys, like um, when you're then quantifying and putting into a form where you're explaining results and things to clients, how, what's what's your approach to doing that? Because I know a lot of people generally, especially if they haven't, like even if they have some exposure to it, it's very easy to be overwhelmed with all that information. How do you kind of explain it to people to assist them in making sense of it? And look, there's, there's two core components to that. One is obviously the data itself and how you present the data. And then there's the, the meeting, the management of the channels and they sort of go hand in hand, I guess. Ultimately, it's same as any part of your business. It's daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annually. Um, and then of each of those, and obviously the shorter term is more summary based um, versus longer term becomes more detailed and you can get stuck yeah. in the data. So um, uh, daily quick check was yesterday up, was it down? So it's a yes or a no, it's one or two figures to see, you know, uh, up or down. Uh, weekly is once again is, and this is all dashboard, so it's got to be all real time. Click a button, you get everything you need. Uh, weekly is uh, high level. Um, are we once again is organic visitors up? Are they down? Are our Google Ads visitors up? Are they down? Are our conversions or revenue up and down? And then we also want to look at week on week data. So if looking back, maybe like we we actually look back over the past sort of eighteen months or so in week by week, but uh, over the past four weeks, is the trend positive? Is it negative? Or is it is it stationary so that you know what do we need to adjust a course accordingly have we dropped 30 percent last week that we didn't know about um and once again that's got to be part of a discussion um that you have with your team internally and or externally and then and then monthly same thing at high level monthly results do we meet the monthly target do we not what is each campaign each channel giving us is paid doing its thing is it not what conversions what keywords are driving conversion what keywords aren't so it's really that that management and analytics going hand in hand that drives yeah. the growth of the business. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, once again, that's a, you know, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm coming also from the perspective of, um, uh, you know, when from a visual side of things too, do you have any, any sort of strategies, like even I guess in summary form about showing things in a way that's more visually appealing or you don't really feel that that's like, and for the most part, because it's uh, it's numbers and things just have to be summarized in a simple a simple form that it's, 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 a, it's not really relevant. It's a simple form. It's colors. 
green for where we have green for good, red for bad, and it's yeah. arrows up or down. Um, we're not once again we're not pretty fluffy people, so we don't we don't <laughs> we don't have a thirty two page proposal showing how bloody shit hot we are. Um, we don't produce amazing graphs that are fourteen page report that you can take to your board. Like for us, it's that's that's all fluff and smoke and mirrors that that doesn't tell you the, the information yeah. you need. You know, it's it's the numbers, analyze it properly, and it tells you what's working and what's not. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's very, that certainly has a strong appeal. I think for most people, there's always people who are, you know, that that's that's why they have, that's why we have um, designers like us, I guess, you know, is to do, is, is, is to do where required and where appropriate, like the fluffy design stuff of because of, yeah, of, of, yeah, of, of course, the importance of design, but you're right. I mean, there's a place for everything, isn't there? There's a yep. place for, you know, good design and there's a place where it's not, it's, uh, it, it can, it can hinder, you know, it can hinder like, it can hinder comprehension. But then again, you could also argue that, I mean, I would even being a visual person for the most part, I would, I've, I've sort of always maintained that like good design doesn't mean doesn't mean that it is fancy. It means it's good design. Correct. It for the, if it's the simple, right, it's good. Right if design for the right target audience. For the right target mm-hmm. audience and to do its job. I mean, it Correct. might end up being that the result of that is that it is what you know people consider to be more more fancy or more fluffy. If it's suitable, then Correct. if it's not Absolutely. the result, then it's yep. that's not good design. Correct. Absolute agreement. Good design in all things. Yep. Yep. That's a, it's a beautiful craft. Very important. And it make, brings smiles to people's faces. So. Totally. Yeah. So just in, in sort of, I guess, um, I'm sort of wrapping up just as a, a, one of the final um, sort of questions. Have you, have you ever had any thoughts, especially, I guess, in the current environment and the fact that, you know, technology is, is well, and has been in recent times changing sort of so quickly. Have you got any, um, any thoughts about like how you see more specifically paid search evolving over the next like three to five years? Um, it's interesting. The more I look at the fundamentals of paid search, the more it actually hasn't changed, mm. um, which is, which is really interesting. Even over the past 10 years, the fundamentals of it haven't changed. Um, Google, Google continues to do a good job of maximizing his revenue in that space. So there was a, there was some changes he brought out late last year um, that uh, there's a thing called exact match keywords and phrase match keywords and broad match keywords in there, right? And all of a sudden, effectively, he shifted phrase match, which... So if you had plumber Brisbane, phrase match meant you have to have plumber Brisbane in the keywords that are typed in. He effectively changed that to a broad match, right? So it's, he's just shifted everything to make more money, which is, which is what he does. But so there's those intricacies that, that play into the mix. But once again, you can't, you can't actually control them. So you can't focus on controlling yeah. them. That's what's what they are. Um, so in our book, it's, you know, it just, continue to do the right things, focus on what you can control and, and you'll be rewarded accordingly. Um, so we actually don't have a major focus of keeping up with technology because uh, you can't control it. You've got to go with it. Um, but the fundamentals of doing really great marketing always win out. So all this, once again, coming back to this digital marketing should actually be called marketing digitally, right? It should not be called digital marketing because oh, calling it digital marketing... It puts the focus on digital capabilities, which yeah. once again, 80 or 90% of our competitors may be quite digitally competent, but they're marketing incompetent. Not, that's probably a bit, a bit of a strong word. Um, but so their focus is on technology and technically being digital. Yeah. Whereas I think we've got a really different bent for us. It's you know we're a marketing company that uses digital channels. Um, and I think, and once again, SEO is no different, right? The only thing you should be focusing on from an SEO point of view is to do great marketing. Mm. And that will then be rewarded by SEO results, which will drive that real estate proposition earlier. So once again, our whole focus, let's just do great marketing um, and the technicalities of updates and changes take care of itself. Well, the tools aren't, aren't really things in themselves. Like the, 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 I mean, the racket doesn't make the player 
number one in the world. You know, it's the player that makes the number one. Correct. So it's, 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 yeah, I mean, it's, it's our, it's a core part of everything that we do, you know, from websites and apps. And I have a, of course, a, you know, a huge interest in technology, but I'm exactly the same, but they're, that's exactly what they are. They're purely tools. Yeah. They're tools to communicate like something. It always has to start with a good idea and a good, you know, a solid plan, good idea, you know, wins out over, over everything else. Correct. Spot on the mark. So Ben, at this point, I'm going to ask you to provide uh, us with a, a quote that you like could be relevant Ooh. or something that, that sort of inspires you or you just like, Yep. Actually, can I give you two? <laughs> I was just thinking about this. Um, a minute so or seconds. Uh, sorry. <laughs> oh, two. All right. I thought you said. Oh, can you give me two two minutes? Uh, no, sorry. Uh, no, 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 no. Two quotes. No, that's too long. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I love this one, and I kind of discovered it last year, and it was really I can't remember where I got it from, but it was really that concept of um, the purpose of life is to discover your gift. The work of life is to develop it and the meaning of life is to give your gift away. Um, And I think that really resonated with me where I was in life. So I'm now 43, but I feel like I've spent the past 20 years discovering what my gift is. Um, And and that's really Mm -hmm. my my love of marketing. Um, We're working really hard of how we get better and better at what we do. And then obviously it's, it's, you know, we love helping businesses that that um that want to share their gift um, and it, that that was a really profound um find for, for me um and That's a great quote. yeah yeah look and the other one i really love is is uh, by john muir who's an australian explorer and he, his quote was always carry um with you a book about struggles that are greater than your own because it just puts into context that you know what life's not that bad <laughs> there's people out there yeah, going a yeah. lot, lot worse than, than you are so it's uh yeah it's, uh, yeah it makes things it put things it, it puts everything in the context doesn't it yep yeah correct yeah. that's so great are. thanks so much ben thank and thank you and thanks once again for taking the time to uh, to have a chat today it was it was awesome no, pleasure i enjoyed it thank you so with that in mind, that's actually it for today, guys. Thanks so much for listening into our podcast yet again. Before we go, please leave your feedback as well as any suggestions for topics that you would like us to discuss in any future episodes. Thanks again for listening to the Grow Business Podcast and we'll see you again soon. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Grow Your Business. Have a great day and we'll see you next time here at the Grow Your Business Podcast.